Let's talk with Brad Evans. He's the EPN co-host, live on the line. Check him out at Stadium. Brad, uh, I want to start off actually with Illini football, and I know you didn't think I was going there, but the stadium catches fire, and then they catch fire. I actually ended up talking myself off Nebraska. I was like, no way it gets this bad. Let's just start there really quickly. Um, I did not see this coming. I know you lose a lot, obviously, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You lose a guy like Devin Witherspoon, but did you see it getting this bad? And, like, what's next for Illinois football? Because Big Ten only getting much more competitive next season. No, I didn't see it getting this bad. Uh, they have hit rock bottom right now. <laughs> Absolutely rubbish. I mean, could not even score from, like, the six-inch line in that game and punch it in for an easy six early on and make it remotely competitive. I mean, they got boat raced uh, in the second half. And, then you know, the score being has shown it. They lost 20-7, to but... Um, you know, the quarterback play has been decent for the most part, but the offensive line has been in a complete disaster. Um, you know, they, there is no time in the pocket whatsoever. They've had myriad injuries at running back as well. The wide receivers, um, when we have uh, had pocket time, you know, Pat Bryant's been uh, pretty damn good. Isaiah Williams, who I think is going to, you know, make an NFL franchise next season, has been good at times. But uh, Illinois is a sieve defensively. No question about it. Uh, they haven't been able to plug those enormous holes left by a Devin Witherspoon and myriad other guys uh, that are now enjoying the fruits of the NFL level. So I don't know if they're going to win another game the rest of the season, to be honest with you. I, I thought the over at six and a half wins preseason was a no-brainer. That they're going to win at Same. least seven or eight games. Uh, but now I think they're going to tuck comfortably under. They are not going to write the ship anytime soon. They're going to remain capsized. And this is why I drink, America. Yeah. yeah, and they play Maryland this weekend. Maryland 14-point favorites. First half lines aren't out, but I will be hammering that uh, against Illinois yep. soon. Uh, I'm curious your thoughts on my Ducks. We play UW. We always say it, uh, I would call it friendly or, or lovingly. Huck the Fuskies is a, uh, is a term that we use <laughs> as an Oregon alum all the time. Washington in Seattle, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Line opened up at three. Feels like Oregon's going to get some love as the week goes on. I like Oregon to win this game. Probably going to stay away because it's my school. Is this is this, is the team that comes out ahead on this one the best team in the Pac-12, in your opinion? Yeah, I think so. Uh, definitely uh, in the argument. Uh, I mean, USC is, uh, you want to talk about a sieve, that's what they have been defensively, uh, despite the brilliance of Caleb Williams. Uh, that's a team that's been... Uh, rather lackluster uh, defending the football. Now, yeah, I agree. I think Oregon is extraordinarily talented. Bo Nix uh, has been delivering on-point passes consistently and frequently. Uh, defensively, they're really getting after it as well. And I know you, Dub, uh, with Michael Penix there, the front runner for the Heisman Trophy, has been dynamite in his own right, a true scoring duelist. And defensively, they stepped up. But, you know, it's first to 40 wins. Probably in that game, I might lean toward the over. Uh, and if I had a lane on the spread, it'd probably be with the Ducks, honestly. It could be a last possession kind of game. Could down uh, come down to, you know, maybe Oregon punching it in and trying to win that sucker on a two-point conversion or losing it on that two-point conversion so that uh, two-and-a-half-point spread would come into play. So, yeah, I'm kind of with you. Uh, I like the, the Oregon Ducks uh, in this matchup as they are a very talented team. And one I think on the national scene, not getting enough love and I think this will demand everybody's attention if they pull off uh, the mild upset against the Huskies. And, Brad, let's be honest. Like, I think the Ducks are winners just because they have Dan Lanning as a head coach and no longer Mario Cristobal because they have Ryan. no idea what, what the hell he was doing <laughs> against Georgia Tech as a 21-point favorite 
All you got to do is take a knee, man. But let's talk about, uh, you know, Monday Night Football because the Packers, they're two-and-a-half-point dogs, minus 115 right now over at BetMGM. We got a total at 45-and-a-half. I actually think that's a little short. I know we've blown through the key number here, but I think tonight's the perfect night to sit back and play some player props. So where are we going tonight, Brad? I think we're going to get a bunch of offense, both defenses a sieve. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, you know, it's kind of trendy right now, the under wagers, and I am scratching my head as to why, because uh, you yeah. mentioned it, uh, whether you're looking at the standard numbers or the EPA data that is out there. I mean, Vegas is number 30 in EPA overall defense, uh, and Green Bay not that much better at number 19, and Green Bay has really struggled bottling up opposing ground games, giving up a buck 15 on the ground with 4.15 yards per carry just to the running back position. So with that in mind, guys, on a SGP, I got a double dip of JJ, that's Josh Jacobs, who's going to be dynamite, I believe, in this game. I uh, got him uh, for 50 more rush yards, and I got him, too, for any time touchdown. Uh, you look at uh, Jacobs, uh, he is top 10 in red zone touches among all qualifying running backs on the season. Uh, he's only scored one time, but Green Bay has allowed four rushing TDs to the running back position. And he'll ball the belly inside the 10-yard line. Uh, that is going to happen. And I think Jacobs is going to punch one in. Now, I know he's been disappointing in the yardage category. His yards at the contact per attempt number, an unsightly 1.48 right now. One of the worst uh, in the NFL in that category. But, again, Green Bay has been a turnstile defensively in the trenches. Uh, so a little bit of space, try a couple of dudes. I think he's going to pile up the yardage because the volume is going to be there. It's going to be deafening. It's going to be cranked. I think he's going to rush for at least 50 yards. So, again, 50 or more rush yards for Josh Jacobs. Yes, slap that bad boy together with a Jacobs anytime touchdown. And he get yeah. it right now, plus 110 at BetMGM. Let's talk about receivers for the Raiders, Brad, because Devontae Adams has been Jimmy Garoppolo's favorite target. He's dinged, has a shoulder injury. How does that change how you're thinking about this game from receiver player props for the Raiders? Uh, it doesn't change a damn thing. Uh, Devontae That's Adams right, is going to eat. Uh, I mean, he is going to go off in this game. Uh, I think he's had this circled inside his Taco Bell kitchen on the calendar that's hanging very <laughs> uh, you know, comfortably and neatly. All the Crunchwrap Supremes, all the Mexican pizzas. I am putting on Devontae Adams. I wrote about it as well. I took the over two, Ryan, on the uh, receptions prop at six and a half. Uh, and I, you know, may even double down and take that as a parlay with him to score an anytime touchdown if you want to reduce the juice and then get seduced by that juice at plus money there at BetMGM. But, you know, Adams is numero uno among all wide receivers in team target share, earning 33.8% of Vegas's targets, which is just insane in the membrane, insane in the brain, uh, 12 and a half targets per game. And you know how precise a route runner he is. And you mentioned Jair Alexander. Uh, he, you know, when he's been on the field, has been ultra generous to the opposition, evidenced by his 156.3 passer rating and 75% catch rate allowed. So Devontae Adams, I believe, is going to really accumulate the catches tonight. And I also believe one of those will be for six from the hand of the handsome one, Jimmy Garoppolo. So, uh, devastating injury for the Vikings for Justin Jefferson. They're not going to rush him back. I think the Vikings should just blow that thing up, to be honest. They're 1-4. <laughs> uh, but they're going against the 1-4 Bears. And, Brad, i got to ask you about this, man, because I like the Bears against yeah. the Commanders. I'm a Justin Fields guy. So the Bears are going to be three-point dogs at Soldier Field. The total is going to be 46-and-a-half. Still a couple days away, obviously, but with no J.J., 
And with Chicago kind of showing some signs of life, any looks in this game? You know, obviously, like, DJ Moore has been a monster the last three games. Justin Fields is looking much better. But now, like, with the injury to Justin Jefferson, who are you looking at for Minnesota? Like, Jordan Addison, what do you do with them the rest of the way moving forward? And then what do you do with the Bears, who are actually, like we said, showing some signs of life the last uh, couple of weeks here? Yeah, ruining our chances. Maybe the number one overall pick of the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Way to go, Bears. Ready to ruin it for us. You need to take the rest of the season, please. I need something to root for because you're not making the stinking playoffs. Uh, Yeah, the Bears, I think, are going to rise the occasion here. I kind of like them on the spread in this game. I mean, Minnesota has been such a massive disappointment, and now you lose uh, the ultimate wide receiver, you know, arguably the best wide receiver in the National Football League, although you can make a strong argument there for Jamar Chase. Uh, Justin Jefferson went off uh, fantasy football draft boards consistently, number one overall. Yeah, he is on the sidelines and street clothes the next several weeks. There are going to be a lot of tears in the beers as a result there in fantasy land. Uh, I'll give you kind of a, not really a dark horse name, but, you know, somebody you know. I think K.J. Osborne could really step up in this contest. You know, Jordan Addison, uh, we saw him really accumulate the catches last week. A uh, guy's got uh, all kinds of wheels, get all that separation from uh, pretty uh, diminutive, at least at their performance and playing level in that Chicago Bears secondary. But K.J. Osborne out of the slot, could get a lot of great Strowman in coverage, is allowed well north of 100 passer rating. He could really pile up the catches. So whatever the number is on K.J. Osborne catches, I said maybe three and a half, four and a half, uh, maybe get a plus money on the over at four and a half, I would hammer the over on it with K.J. Osborne. Uh, that is a guy I'm looking to uh, to really make some coin in that Bears and Vikings matchup. He'll the old Peter Gabriel right there, the sledgehammer. Oh, hell yeah, baby. What, I tell you what, Brad, you are <laughs> you are a one of a kind. You are an American original, my guy. Brad, does your wife ever, like, come downstairs and, like, see these things and just ask, like, what the hell? Uh, no, she said yes uh, nearly 20 years ago, and somehow, some way, she's still with me, and some reason yeah. finds me attractive. Uh, she's the only person walking the earth that does. <laughs> it's a good thing you found her out of all these people on the uh, walking it. the earth, Brad. <laughs> the, the Niners, uh, you know, I think me and Ryan both like the Cowboys in that game based on a bunch of metrics Rude and a bunch of night. nerd stats. I put a lot of money on it. Ryan put even more, and his family put more. I think we're kind of both in the poorhouse right now looking to get some back. Uh, they play the Browns, yeah. which I think is on the same level defensively as the Cowboys, maybe even better. I'm not sure, right? They're a really good defense. You know, a bunch of different metrics that they're great in. Niners go and take the Browns on the road, but the Browns offensively, I don't think probably as good as the Cowboys, even though we saw an abysmal performance. Why am I not taking the 49ers minus four and a half? What, what is it that tells me I should not believe in them to just use everyone as a meat puppet? Uh, I think you should uh, honestly believe in the San Francisco 49ers uh, henceforth. I mean, you can make the very easy layup argument. They're the best team in the National Football League. I mean, Brock Purdy has been unbelievably accurate uh, so far this season. I mean, he's almost doing historic things. Uh, And you see the Cleveland Browns. I know, yeah, you got the uh, well-rested Browns uh, coming off that one-week siesta. But, you know, Deshaun Watson – uh, has had his struggles. He's been uh, largely a king of inconsistency. Uh, no matter how good Amari Cooper is going to be, is going to be more the pooper cooper, or is it going to come out, you know, smell like potpourri in this game? 
uh, against this secondary, which uh, if you want to take advantage of San Francisco, it's uh, trying to attack them vertically. You didn't see it last night, obviously, uh, in that game, and that might have been more of a repercussion from Dak Prescott than anything else, Uh, but you can't run on them. Uh, I will take the other whatever Jerome Ford's rush yards prop is in this game. Uh, We'll see what Watson can do. Obviously, a scoring duelist can get it done with his legs, but he has got to show me some more accuracy and just more consistently uh, consistency in his delivery and surveying the field. Uh, you're not going to necessarily get this uh, against a defense that collapses pockets and really drags quarterbacks to the ground. So I kind of like the Niners, but I understand why you might think I got to pinch my nose and take it because the line seems fishy laying just a four and a half. Uh, Brad, we got about 60 seconds. They inform me it's also baseball uh, postseason season, so we got the Dodgers minus 160 favorites against the Diamondbacks, Gallon against Miller. Any looks there or just coming up in baseball here the next couple nights? All right, to cash a ticket in the first game, I had Turner and Cassianos on a little SGP hit parlay, and cha-ching, that hit in the first inning. So let's stay hot in Major nice. League Baseball on another SGP. Give me the Dodgers to win straight up. Yes, I believe in Bobby Miller pitched well in two turns of rotation earlier this season against Arizona. Four earned runs over 12 innings pitch and induced 22 ground ball outs over those two games. And I'm going to slap that together with Mookie Betts. Uh, to get ahead, nice little history there against Zach Allen. Six for 18 lifetime versus him. And it's registered a hit in six of his last nine games. So you take the Dodgers to win straight up. And Betts to simply find some green space with the bat. And it's plus 110 at BetMGM. Love it, Brad. Thanks so much, man. Check out Brad on Live on the Line. That's Monday through Friday, 12 p.m. Eastern, over on Live on the line as well over at Stadium. Brad, thanks so much, man. Enjoy the game Great tonight. Show. Very fun show. Love you guys. Also, take the over on Jordan Love rush yards. I'm out. I like the over on Jordan Love I do uh, too. rush yards, too. Yeah. Uh, so, really quickly, I was a little distracted there. The Green Bay Packers down to being one-and-a-half point dogs. So, we see a full point movement. Woo. Also, the total at 45. So, we see some movement towards the under and some movement towards uh, Green Bay as well. So, Packers one-and-a-half point dogs. No juice. Total 45. We'll be right back. It's Bet MGM tonight. Ryan Horvath, just a correct.